RTHK, the news at one with Barry O'Rourke. The head of the Hong Kong Rugby Union says he isn't ruling out the possibility of having a full house at next month's tournament. Lawmaker Doreen Kong urges the government to give more detail on costing for its light public housing plan. And customs officers make their first bust involving CBD oil since it was brought under the same control as dangerous drugs last week. The chief executive of the Hong Kong Rugby Union says he's very excited about this year's Hong Kong Sevens event, which will be the first time it'll be held in three years without any pandemic restrictions. Robbie McRobbie said event organisers were targeting the local and short-haul market as long-haul flights have yet to return to normal to Hong Kong. Tickets will be available to the public from today and the tournament is set to take place from March the 31st to April the 2nd. In the November tournament, capacity was restricted because of COVID, but Mr McRobbie is confident about demand. To, to get back to the, the halcyon days of, of putting up the, the full house sign is, is obviously still a bit of a task, but um, you know we're confident that we'll be, we'll be up on where we were in November. In November we sold... 26, 27,000 tickets just into the domestic market. So um, if that holds up and we are seeing interest from overseas, um, you never know. You never know. We might, we might yet fill that stadium again. Lawmaker Doreen Kong says she still wants the government to give a further breakdown of costs for its light public housing plan, saying it's not clear about demolition and storage costs. She was the sole member of the Public Works Subcommittee who didn't attend yesterday's meeting when councillors agreed to support the funding application. Ms Kong praised the government's plan to help to improve the substandard living conditions of people in subdivided flats, but told RTHK that she still had concerns about the facilities that would be provided. Although I did not attend the meeting yesterday and listened to the discussion, I think what it is more concrete right now is about providing bus lines and bus stops. I think only bus lines, these services, are not enough. We should look at more facilities, for example, schools, hospitals. So I hope that the government could provide more information before the next meeting and also to meet with citizens, to listen more about their needs. Customs officers have arrested a 30-year-old man after finding a small amount of cannabidiol, or CBD oil, in an airmail parcel at the airport on Monday. The package, which was labelled skin oil, arrived from Denmark and contained two bottles containing about six, 60 millimetres of suspected CBD oil. It's the first case involving suspected CBD products since they were brought under the same strict control as dangerous drugs on February the 1st. Customs officers said they found two more bottles of suspected CBD oil and four grams of suspected cannabis buds in his workplace. The chief executive, John Lee, says he hopes to sign a free trade agreement with the United Arab Emirates to build on trade ties that surged by about 35% in 2021 to just under 13 billion US dollars. Mr Lee was speaking at an investment forum in Dubai, the last stop on his Middle East tour. An FTA between Hong Kong and the UAE, therefore, is the logical next step in our relations. I'm confident it will substantially boost trade and investment ties between us. Hong Kong has sent a search and rescue team to Turkey after the government there called for international help following Monday's earthquake that has now killed at least 15,000 people in Turkey and Syria. Speaking at Hong Kong International Airport ahead of the team's departure for Istanbul, Turkey's Consul General Payame Kalyonju expressed his gratitude. I would like to thank here uh, the government of uh, Hong Kong uh, Special Administrative Region. Uh, they very fast, uh, promptly and positively replied our request. 
They organized a very professional uh, team of uh, search and rescue officers as well as uh, uh, firemen department uh, and the health department. They are taking in part uh, in this uh, delegation. The acting chief executive Eric Chan said that so far there had been no reports of Hong Kong residents seeking help in the areas hit by the quakes. Meanwhile, thousands of people in southern Turkey and northern Syria are spending a third night in the open amid fears that many survivors on Monday's earthquake could lose their lives because of freezing conditions. Robert Holden is from the World Health Organization. We've got a lot of people who have survived now out in the open and in worsening and horrific conditions. We've got major disruption to basic water supplies. We've got major disruption to fuel communications, the basics of life. We are in real danger of seeing a secondary disaster which may cause harm to more people than the initial disaster if we don't move with the same pace and intensity as we are doing on the search and rescue side. There have been desperate appeals for help from both government and opposition-controlled areas of Syria. More than 1,500 people have died in Idlib province alone. The North Korean leader Kim Jong-un has presided over a nighttime military parade in Pyongyang to mark the 75th anniversary of the founding of the country's army. The BBC's Jean McKenzie reports from Seoul. The photographs appear to show more than a dozen intercontinental ballistic missiles rolling through the central square in Pyongyang, flanked by an army of loyal foot soldiers. These are the missiles that are capable, in theory, of striking the US mainland with nuclear weapons and is the most North Korea has ever revealed at the same time. The parade follows a record year of missile tests by North Korea, which have been carried out despite harsh economic sanctions. Overseeing the display was Kim Jong-un, accompanied on a balcony by his daughter, fueling speculation that she has been chosen as his successor. Ukraine's President Volodymyr Zelensky has repeated his call for new and more powerful arms to fight Russia, saying his country needs weapons to achieve peace. Mr Zelensky started his diplomatic tour in Britain, where he made an impassioned plea for fighter jets. Later, he flew to Paris for discussions with President Emmanuel Macron and the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. Mr Macron said Russia must not succeed. L'Ukraine peut compter sur la France, ses partenaires européens et ses alliés pour gagner la guerre. Ukraine can count on France, its European partners and its allies to win the war. Russia cannot and must not win. As long as it attacks, it will be necessary to continue and adapt our military support, vital to preserving Ukraine and its future. The authorities in Pakistan have warned that people trying to hoard petrol and diesel will face serious consequences after petrol stations in several cities reportedly ran out of fuel. The junior oil minister, Musadik Malik, insisted the country had sufficient supplies and said the government had no immediate plans to increase fuel prices. The BBC's Amber Asenetarajan has more. Motorists in several Pakistani cities have complained of long queues at petrol pumps. In some places, petrol stations are reported to have imposed fewer limits for customers. There are suspicions that hoarding has led to the shortage. The government insists that there are sufficient stocks of petrol for the next 20 days and diesel for nearly a month. With Pakistan staring at a possible economic meltdown, consumer confidence is low, sometimes triggering panic buying. The country is currently awaiting a bailout loan from the International Monetary Fund to revive the economy. A decades-long study of a population of killer whales or orcas off the Pacific coast of North America has revealed a dramatic difference in the way the marine mammals raise daughters and sons. The BBC's Victoria Gill has more. 
the sound of a very close bond, a killer whale mother and son surfacing together. Because in orca family life, offspring stay by their mother's side into adulthood. But sons are particularly dependent on their mums. Well into adulthood, males will demand to be fed fish by their mothers, even though they're much larger than females. But that close family bond comes at a cost. This new study showed that having a son cut by half a mother's chance of reproducing again in the future. Walt Disney has announced it's cutting 7,000 staff as part of a restructuring plan. The world's largest entertainment company has been losing money on its streaming services and the cuts are part of a plan to save more than $5 billion US dollars. The BBC's David Willis reports. Disney's CEO Bob Iger said the cuts were part of what he called a significant transformation designed to boost profitability in the company's struggling streaming division. The job losses amount to a little less than 4% of Disney's global workforce and come hard on the heels of the layoff of more than 30,000 workers at the height of the pandemic. Whilst its theme parks remain profitable, Disney's streaming services have been losing money amid fierce competition from rivals such as Netflix. Thousands of Twitter users have reported problems as the social network began letting paying users post tweets as long as 4,000 characters. The report spiked at website Down Detector in the early afternoon in Silicon Valley and continued for about two hours. User complaints included being unable to post messages, being told they had exceeded a daily limit of tweets and inability to send direct messages. Sport now, and European champions Real Madrid have made it into the final of football's Club World, Club World Cup and will face the Asian representatives Al-Hilal of Saudi Arabia in the title match on Saturday in Morocco. Real Madrid defeated the African champions Al-Ale of Egypt in the second semi-final. Rodrigo and Sergio Arribas both scored in added time to make it a 4-1 win for the Spanish giants. Now to the English Premier League and a thrilling match that saw Leeds United earn a 2-2 draw against Manchester United at Old Trafford. The home side came from 2-0 down to rescue a point, thanks to second-half goals from Marcus Rashford and Jadon Sancho. The BBC's Alistair Bruce Ball was watching. Top effort by Leeds United following the sacking of Jesse Marsh. The three caretakers in charge tonight, Michael Scubala, Chris Armas and Paco Gallardo, saw this Leeds United team take a 2-0 lead. Scored in the first minute through Wilfred Nonto, then scored again just after half-time. Crescencio Somerville with a dancing run down to the byline. His cross came off Rafael Varane's right toe and ended up in the back of the Manchester United net. But you sensed Manchester United in that second half were coming on stronger. Leeds were tired. There was a double change made just before the hour mark. Marcus Rashford scored yet again with a header from a Diogo Dallo cross. And then Jaden Sancho, lovely one too with Luke Shaw, stuck the ball away. Ilan Melier on that goal, it wasn't the most powerfully hit shot and it kind of went through his hands. The result leaves Manchester United third in the table, seven points behind the leaders Arsenal. Leeds are one point and two places above the relegation zone. The Premier League side Fulham completed the lineup for the fifth round of the FA Cup. They had to work hard for their fourth round replay victory at second tier Sunderland. Harry Wilson opened the scoring in a 3-2 win, his first goal in almost a year. Yeah, it's been a long, a long time coming. Um, I think since my injury at the start of the season, I haven't hit the form which I want, which I wanted to. So. Uh, yeah, it was nice to get on the score sheet tonight uh, and I'm hoping a few more follow now. Of course we're pleased, but we also know the quality we've got in the squad. So, yeah, we're taking each each game at a time. Um, 
we're in a fantastic position in the, in the league and the Cup's given lads who maybe aren't playing as many minutes in the league a chance um, and so far they've taken it so our main objective was to get through to the next round and we've done that uh, Yeah, and we know a tough, tough game against Leeds is going to follow. And in the French Cup, a much-anticipated round of 16 clash saw Marseille beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-1. The French football journalist Louis Tanzé says the game marked the start of a crucial month for PSG. To play in Monaco again on, on Saturday in the league, then two games against Bayern München, and then you have one game again against Marseille um, with the league this one and this time. So the, the, this month is like one of the, the biggest months during the, the year, and they can lose everything. Paris can, can lose everything just in one month. So we can say like in four or five games, we can say that, that maybe Paris will, will not have a great season. So this is something not easy to, to, to remind and to, to keep in mind for, for Paris and Germain, but they're not hit. And when you Paris, you, you have the pressure for every game. So you know, you know that even for, for a league game, you have to win two or three nil and if you're not doing it uh, every people are going to say that it's not enough so mm. it's going to be strong but very interesting for, for Paris and Lyon reached the quarterfinals their match ended 2-2 but they got past Lille 4-2 on penalties top flight sides Auger and Rem uh, are out in the DFB Cup in Germany Borussia Dortmund progressed to the quarterfinals with a 2-1 win at Bochum and the Los Angeles Lakers are reportedly poised to trade Russell Westerbrook to the Utah Jazz in a three-team deal that will bring Minnesota's D'Angelo Russell to the Lakers. ESPN reported that the Lakers will also land Minnesota's Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, while the Timberwolves will receive Jazz guards Mike Conley and Nickel Alexander-Walker, as well as draft picks. The Jazz will receive Westbrook along with Juan Toscano-Anderson, Damian Jones and a future Lakers first-round draft pick. ESPN reported, saying all players had been notified of the deal. And now to the weather. It'll be mainly cloudy with sunny intervals in the afternoon. One or two light rain and mist patches tonight with moderate to fresh easterly winds. And the outlook, sunny intervals tomorrow becoming humid and foggy in the following couple of days. It'll be warm during the day on Sunday and on Monday. Winds will strengthen from the north and the weather will become appreciably cooler next Tuesday. Currently at the observatory, it's 21 degrees Celsius and the relative humidity is 76%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The head of the Hong Kong Rugby Union says he isn't ruling out the possibility of having a full house at next month's tournament. Lawmaker Doreen Kong urges the government to give more detail on costing for its light public housing plan. And customs officers make their first bust involving CBD oil since it was brought under the same control as dangerous drugs last week. And you've been listening to the news on RTHK. The Brew with Phil Whelan on Radio 3. We were good, we were cold, kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't built a home and watched it burn.
Radio 3 with Miley Cyrus as we get into Thursday afternoon. That is awesome, new, and it's called Flowers. It's 19 minutes past one. Chef Neil Tomes will be joining us in about 10 minutes or so. I completely forgot. He's gone to Malaysia. We'll try and do the Facebook Live thing. He's going to take you to a tandoor-making factory. He loves cooking in tandoors, and he wants to tell you all about it. So find us on the Bruise page when I stick it on about 10 minutes or so. Justify 